Dude, I didn't ask you to put on this fucking podcast. You're like, put me on the panel. Sweet. Alex, it seems like she's supposed to be on a podcast. You can sit there and like listen to her make any point. Like over and over, and it's it's like you'll never get bored of it, you know. Just the way, like she's so lighthearted, and like she's supposed to be on a podcast. Like that's what she's supposed to do. We're recording right now, though, aren't we? We certainly are. We are. All right, what's up, skaters? Welcome <laughs> back to another episode. <laughs> you like that, Ted? <laughs> Uh, welcome back to another episode of Vincity. Uh Back on the pod, we've got Alex White, Kristen Ebling, Kyle Beachy, and Ted Schmitz, who is not sitting next to me for the first time in recording. Boom! How y'all doing? Good. So good. Great. Super is good. Chumley a thing? Is what a thing? Chumley? Chumley. Like Professor. an adverb? No. No way. Is it chummy? Chummy. chummy. Yeah. It all sounds bad. I'm none of it. What's new? <laughs> What's been new? Uh, I've become a manual skater since we last talked. You oh, have. bummer! <laughs> What's uh, up with that? Where'd that come? Is that just because it's so, been raining? So you've been in the garage or what? Yeah, a bit of that. But I also think like I've had this, you know, since we last talked about low hurdles, jumping over them, <laughs> curbs are low hurdles. Curbs, so yeah. can't yeah. get much lower. <laughs> yeah, I can't get much lower than that hurdle. Um, but also like I had this hesh phase when I was like. 18, 19, I want to say, maybe like 20, I don't know, somewhere around there. So I, I can't really go back to like skating transition or whatever. So I'm kind of like the only way I can move forward as an older skater, I think, is to be, uh, no. you know, manual skater. Um, no, so I'm exploring no. that. So DIY Barney. I can't be the only Barney in here. You can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait, Chris, and I have another question, though. You also have been doing kickflip front boards. <laughs> Yeah. Boom. <laughs> What's that about? I don't know. flat bars. Uh, well, again, going back to my theory of low hurdles, I literally just did a bunch of kickflips on flat, and then there's like this tiny curb, and I did it on this curb, and then then I like there's an adjustable rail at the indoor skate park that I skate, and I just put it on the lowest setting, did it on that, <laughs> and then literally moved it up, moved it up. So, yeah, if anybody wants to know how to skate while also terrified. <laughs> Of yeah. shit. Uh, join me. <laughs> Skate slow and live. Let's go. Good work. Uh, no, I'm happy for you. I think that was that's that got me hyped. That's that's actually what I'm hyped on right now is your it, Instagram. Thanks, man. It took me yeah. took me maybe an hour. So yeah, kickflip front that's, boards are hard, man. That's no joke. That's yeah, a board if you breaker. just go for it, unlike me. <laughs> right. Uh, Start with no speed, no height. <laughs> There's like a free for all period with that trick is, and big spin front boards where you just have to have faith that you're going to land on your board. Yeah, it usually comes around. I, I like found. to know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like I don't like faith based skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, you faith based skaters. What you don't like? What you don't like? Do, uh, skaters from Alabama? <laughs> oh my god! Jesus, Ted. y'all. What you don't you you guys don't like old uh, Ben Gilly and Jamie Thomas jokes? Okay, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those guys are in The Walking Dead now. <laughs> I think I've seen them in the new season. <laughs> Alex, they, they, your turn. Yeah, Alex, what have you been up to? Um, well, I'm really hyped on Escape Bay coming to Oakland, October 11th and 12th. So I'm going to like plug something because I'm so excited. But it's going to be like Wheels of Fortune in California. So if this podcast comes out before, y'all should go. Big Who knows if. when they come out anymore? 
when <laughs> when it comes out. Wait, Alex, where do you live? I'm, I'm realizing that this is my first time recording with you. Watsonville. Really? I live in uh, Monterey. Yeah. Damn it. Santa Cruz-ish. Watsonville. PG. Oh, Represent. Okay. Yeah. BG. Yeah. You see the big screaming hand tattoo on the, the back of her arm? Well, I, I'm <laughs> trying to get a job at NHS, so I might need to get one. They told me. Jeff Kendall told me I needed to get one. Yeah, it's mandatory. It's or you mandatory. just have to wear the gloves <laughs> every day when you go in. <laughs> Uh, what All about right. you, Ted? I've been trying to improve on switch flips, but I think I've just decided they're the worst fucking trick on the planet, and I'm over them. They suck, and I fucking hate them. And but you were filming them flip- so moody in that hallway. They looked really I, good. I yeah. know, but anybody who does switch flips is my enemy now. Sorry. But you, I mean, you you say that, but you actually do them, and you do them over things. So we, we need to put a filter on here where you're actually... There's a big qu- asterisk on over things, I think. Yeah. Well, he did... <laughs> I, okay. I did them over the the bottom of a of a flat bar. That that's a six incher. Then I did it over a seven seven five board the other day. But I my leg just kicks it in a very. It, I've learned to not kick down anymore. But my my knees stay together and my legs go out. I don't know, dude. I you know just they're no good, dude. We what? don't need them. Welcome to the life of a woman skater. Your knees fucking go in, your legs go out. Fuck man. <laughs> Fuck you, We're man. Like Charlie Chaplin over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, what's new? What is new with me? Uh, skate park skating. Lots of skate park skating for me. Uh, kind of post-summer and pushing borders exhaustion, I, I realized that I was like, I need to just start skating again all the time at the park, even if it's by myself. It's funny, we got this new little prop park built over by our house, and now all of our friends skate there, but it's just a box and a manual pad and a, a flat bar, which is really fun, but I realized that like, now no one goes and skates any of the other parks. So if you want to go, you, you kind of just have to. That's not Mitchell. That, it's that is Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. Mitchell's, oh, it is yeah, Mitchell. it's Mitchell. Yeah, and Mitchell's a blast. But uh, I just realized that I was like, oh, man, no one goes to Tempe Park or any of the big parks anymore. Uh, blast. Yeah, 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 yeah. How much uh, money do I have to donate to skate after school for you to nolly up the stairs? Oh, my God, that'd be so sick. That's you, already, yeah, we need you, to crowdsource no, that because I think there's already a bet on it. There's already really? hundred. There's already 120 bucks on the line, and I went back and tried it, and I just, I don't think I, I got it. Uh, that was the problem, Jim? Jim and uh, Derek Fukuhara of Filmbot Files fame. Uh, <laughs> Dang. It's, yeah, it's really friend. funny. Uh, you have to live knowing that you can't nollie as high as Bastion Salabanzi <laughs> can switch heel. Have fun with that. <laughs> Did Salabanzi switch heel up the Tempe he stairs? Up he switched heel up the King of the Road. There, yeah. Is, are they real stairs? Are they like legit six? They're, are they... It's a smallish six. I would say They're it's like. They're very co- real, okay? <laughs> I have nolly healed a very real six stair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The, the problem I ran into is that with high fakie ollie or high nollie, you you turn it 90 degrees to clear over something. But when you're doing that up a stair set, you just land in power slide. <laughs> and so I tried it a handful of times. I was like, maybe by the time this comes out, I'll, I'll give it another shot. And Huck a nollie half it. cab. We'll take it. Yeah, I'll take that. Actually. I just said nollie up. Doesn't matter if you turn. <laughs> you could probably nollie kids, shove Ryan. up Don't it. be a shitty... Uh, <laughs> Nonprofit skateboarding. <laughs> Come on, man. Other than that, uh, Nick Michael and Crazy Frankie in the new uh, Lottie. That's what you're hyped on. Well, oh my god! Shit. Proud of those kids. Yeah, are those they, are two are, of the great are they skateboarders. Local kids? Nah, but they're Vegas. you know there's a lot of affinity with Vegas and and Phoenix uh, crew. So yeah. yeah. 
I'm the connection point. Yeah, Ted's Ted, Ted lived in both. So, but you actually didn't even know them when you lived there, did you? Uh, they were literally seven years old when I lived <laughs> there. So, no, I didn't. Yes or no, Ted? No, I didn't know seven-year-olds when I lived there. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, those those that yeah that video that video ripped. I loved it. Yeah, some of the be- better content that's come out lately, I think. Got me on a Sinead O'Connor kick all week, which would explain maybe some of the thick. I was going to say that's pro- emotional. Yeah. <laughs> maybe been kind of gothy lately, Kyle. Yeah, well. So should we talk about this Bigfoot article that Kristen and Alex uh, put out? Was this like a week ago? Coping with creeps. Coping with creeps. You put it out on Bigfoot Mag, correct? Yes, we did do that. What was Shout the impetus Bigfoot. for that? Um, Alex, I don't know. I I remember. Well, I think it was. Man, I hope I'm not getting this wrong. I was, for some reason, I was in Portland. I don't exactly remember why, but I was taking a bus back home. And you know when you read something kind of shocking in the news, you don't really believe it. I had to read it like a bunch of times. And in the news was that Jules had just came out with her truth about um, her experience with Neil Hendricks as a young person. And um, it was so shocking. And I just remember just like, I think I was like texting Tim Ward and Alex and my friend Angie. And I was just like, ah, like, I can't believe this is happening. Um, yeah. And I just had a lot of feelings about it. And I worked at the YMCA prior to working for Skate Like a Girl. And prior to the YMCA, I worked at an all girls school. So before that, I was like a, you know, nanny babysitter. Like I've always worked with young people. And I've always felt uncomfortable with a lot of the blurred lines that happen between like adults, which are mostly men in skateboarding. Like, you know, if you're at the skate park, it's mostly adult men um, and then children. So and mostly young boys, um, but also like being a young woman in that skate culture, knowing that, you know, I was one of few. Um, and knowing that like a lot of the stuff that I was learning at the YMCA and child abuse prevention and, you know, best practices that I've carried from my work with young people and noticing that like in skateboarding a lot of that just gets thrown out the window and i think it's really scary so the article was definitely based on like my feelings about what had come out but knowing having had similar experiences knowing of other similar experiences women and people of all genders have had um with abuse and things like that i really wanted to write something that was a little bit more proactive and was a little bit more less about that particular scenario because I feel like Jules's statement speaks for itself and there's been many recap articles about it on Jankum and things like that but more something that people can read and be like holy shit okay it's not just this scenario and scenarios like this will continue to happen abuse like this will continue to happen if we don't start to shift the culture that um creates a situation where abuse like this it can just flourish can just exist and and under the surface so what can we do um, as a community to shift that culture. Because I think a lot of times we think about like the specific people, right? And we're like, oh, well, she's kind of crazy or, oh, he's just a kook or, you know, like we'll kind of get into that real personal level. And like, to me, that's like, you know, that's relevant for a lot of regards. But I think in terms of writing and, and getting people called in on this, it's like, it has to be about, you know, what everyone can do and not just pointing fingers. It's yeah. valuable. It's a val- it's a valuable resource. It's a valuable document to have, and I feel like that's happened a couple times in the last couple of weeks that um, <coughs> skateboarding has been given kind of new documents to sort of hold on to, right? Like the value of um, the thing itself that can be a guide that you can just refer someone to. It becomes like a really really important sort of centerpiece of 
conversations going forward and action going forward and understanding going forward. I, I think it's super important. I'm really, really, really stoked that because it was there was a draft before. Right. I mean, this is something you actually wrote, if I understand, <clears throat> months ago. Yeah, we wrote it like right after it happened. Like right. I would say like October, November of last year. And we sort of shopped it around a few people and outlets and things like that. And ultimately, like Bigfoot just made the most sense um, just because it's like, you know, run by our friends, run by women, centers women. Um, and, you know, I I just don't want to be in a position where I had to sort of convince or write yeah. to, um, to be completely honest, like write to a guy, you know, yeah. like. I wanted this to be something that was fully driven by, you know, myself and Alex, obviously, but mm -hmm. yeah. Alex, yeah. can you, can Alex, you talk a little bit about like how it, how the writing went? Like how, how was it working together for the two of you? That's great. Me and Kristen work together on so many projects that we always have a really good, we're always pretty much talking all the yeah. time in text. Like I think she's one of my top three people I text. But anyway, um, yeah, we, the impetus was like, let's do a call in, not a call out. So if you read the article, Coping with uh, Coping with Creeps is more um, a how-to article for people out there who haven't read it. It's not um, pointing fingers or like blaming. It's just it's just like illustrating these scenarios and how it's happening and how we're feeding into it. And it's not, uh, it's, you know, so it's a different kind of article. And I feel like um, right when the Jules Lynn thing came out, I ended up at a skate contest in San Diego and I was talking to people about it and, uh, you know, talking to parents of young girl skateboarders. Um, and they were saying, oh, my girl would never be treated like that. She's a princess or like, oh, well, she she's never she's not one of them. One of those people that it happens to like it was Jules's fault. So there's this this, you know, this blame from parents and like mm -hmm. an inability to realize that this is something that could happen to anybody. It's not just because, you know, Jules is Jules or something like that. But mm -hmm. people are in huge denial about it and they don't want to believe it because it's really inconvenient to have to take a uh, measure of your interactions with kids or to like have to think that's possible. Right. And it sucks. But um, I think it's an important article for people to read. I think that, you know, skateboarders especially should be reading it and I hope like TMs and brand managers and parents are reading it too because uh, I think it'll give you some really good tools to work with. Yeah, I feel like it's especially crucial too just because the landscape of skating is changing so much. You know, like I didn't go on a trip with a girl or a woman until I was like probably 26 with Nora and that was like a total, you know, like having a, a, a non-male skater in the van like changes the whole vibe of everything and then now you have all these girls that are like you know 10 to 15 that are skating in contests and they're getting put Eleven. on teams and they're <laughs> what was that ted race is 11 wow but Raisa. Yeah. Raisa. 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 <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah, it's just really good to have this as kind of like a handbook because I feel like a lot of guys who are well-intentioned still don't really know how to handle these situations, you know? Yeah. And like, yeah, so it's definitely a how-to, but I also feel like we kept it really like factual. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. yeah. Um, these are just some statistics from the National Sexual Violence Resource Center. Um, one piece to take home is just less than 10% of all reported cases of sexual abuse are deemed false. So that's less than 10%. So if we were making an educated guess whether or not someone's lying or just trying to ruin somebody's career, like just so you know, those are the chances. Um, one in 10 that that person would be lying, statistically speaking. Mm. And then 88% of all instances of child sexual abuse go completely 
unreported. So 88% of all the abuses, like abuses happening to children is not reported at all. So a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, it wasn't proven in a case, you know, a court of law and like, you know, all that type of stuff. And just know that like the legal system is not benefited, like does, is not set up to provide justice because people aren't even feeling comfortable coming forward about these stories. So if someone comes forward with, you know, a, a case of sexual abuse, most likely it's true because it, there's a lot of odds stacked against somebody even coming out with their truth. And then even if it is, it's, you know, like I said, so um, just some things to consider just in terms of shifting our public mindset about when survivors come out about their trauma. Yeah. 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 And can I add one more thing? When I, when we started this article, um, I just started calling everybody. I called Vanessa, I called Alicia, I called Lizzie, I called everybody that I knew and everybody had a story. Like, all everybody had some sort of creepy moment or more and uh i was just like it was like whoa this brought up so much stuff for and i do too like so much stuff for so many skaters that we didn't even really think and it kind of became like unsurfaced when the jewels uh allegations came out last october um so i think it's just like an important timing for uh all of skating to take note and realize like this happens like a lot to like everybody really hmm. Yeah. And uh just one one highlight for me was that um y'all made the point to say I, I don't not to say what's not important, but it's like a lot of people's focus is on like the the like if you can prove that it's true, like undeniably with beyond the shadow of a doubt, and like as though, you know, one that trials and juries and judges are objective or mm. um that 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 that's one you know incredibly problematic part of it as though the justice system is is really equipped to handle these things and and to prove things unequivocally you know as if there's like some science or like calculus that like makes something like the trueness of something like emerge and then you can hold it and hand it over and be like look here it is the mm -hmm. truth mm -hmm. uh but what you say is it's not whether or not you know this this was proved but that it very very obviously could happen right. and that we are in a culture where it is not at all unreasonable to imagine the situation happening where it's like obviously we hope to live in a culture where this sort of thing is unimaginable um and and so i thought that that was um that was just a really good point because i think a lot of times people do get hung up as though they they've they've hung all of their personal conviction on literally the conviction of a uh of a jury right mm -hmm. and it's and it's like this is this is humans with biases and subjectivity you know the legal system tries it's darned hardest so it says to get that out but we all know that we're all victims or we are all um we are all subject to unconscious bias and and everything else so so the truth isn't this shiny object that emerges that you know this concoction that these people go into a dark you know a, a room in the back of the house and come back and hand you over this you know nice shiny truth so yeah. it's the concept yeah. that this could happen is should be um a warning or 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 a cause for concern and so i thought that was good Thanks, man. Yeah, there's a whole segment just specifically on like it's pretty easy to avoid being accused of raping somebody. Right. And that's a really like 
frank way to say it, but it's true. Like most people that work with young people, people that are adults that are involved with like an organization, whether it's like the Boy Scouts or the YMCA or my organization, Skate Like a Girl, everyone has to sign a document that like there's a list of things that they will not do with children. One of them is like have intimate, close relationships or have, um, you know, any type of favoritism, buying gifts, things like that. And you might ask like, oh, well, like these are just nice people doing nice things. But it's like if you really care about your position and being someone that young people feel really safe around and making sure without a shadow of a doubt that you would ever do anything like that, you do have to have those really strong boundaries with young people. It's healthy. It's good. Um, young people need more people in their lives that are just showing up for them, you know, when they come and take a skate lesson or whatever, like you don't need to have these, like, like, I, I just feel like, uh, you know, not obviously not all of them are negative at all, but I just think like, there's really strict guidelines that like adults that are in the skateboarding community, we need to start paying attention to those and adopting those best practices. And many of them are listed out in the article. So if you're somebody that, yeah. you know, just wants to know how to be a better mentor to young people and have really strong boundaries with them, like there's some, you know, some great information there. And then, yep. you know, if anybody wants any more information about that or learn about how they can adopt certain best practices, like I would love to share that just so that we have really appropriate boundaries between adults and children. Well, and again, it's like, yeah, that was a really helpful full part of it, which was like, you know, it says the, the best practice by schools, churches, youth centers and the like, um, you know, avoid close relationships with children, never be one-on-one -on -one with a child and keep uh, your personal and professional lives separate. If your worst fear as a guy, because you live in this world where you think that there are accusers out there, don't have intimate relationships or be one-on-one -on -one with children. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like, it's, it's pretty easy to avoid, like keep boundaries. And again, those yeah. things get blurred because we've, we've historically not had any, um, you know, like this kind of, uh, formal handbook and guidelines has not really come to skateboarding but you know now it is and and it's uh frankly it's like a few years too late mm -hmm. mm. all right well uh speaking of big feet should we uh talk about foot. somebody leaving uh america barrel's not here i'm the substitute capsules <laughs> no yeah Jesus. i mean yeah I, I feel like i should close but just thank you kristen and alex for for putting yourselves out there because i know how uh vulnerable that puts you in a position of so yeah and if and if you're in a position where you're the boss then oh, nice. you need to make sure you're God, responsible. You <laughs> All right, Reynolds left America. Who cried? I shed no. zero tears. I have only cried over a decision that Andrew Reynolds has made once, and it was when he did the heel flip burial down the 16 in Stay Gold at the premiere. I cried as a grown adult. You wait. You cried when he landed a varial heel down Hollywood High. Wait, you cried yep. at the Aldo ad in the background or the <laughs> yes. varial heel? Flow? Well, because I have a very strong connection with uh, athletic achievement and functional yet fashionable shoes. Uh, no, so I thought I remember, and and I've I've gone over this. One, I'm like an emotionally fragile person who has you know manic episodes, and I I have all these sorts of like problems and, and really cool things that happen because of my emotion, my erratic emotions. But one of them was that I thought I knew everything this guy had. I thought I knew all his punches. Mm. I was bobbing and weaving and adjusting my emotions accordingly. And he came out of there with the heel flip burial that I did not see coming. And it hit me right in the heart. Huh. That's beautiful. Sort of. 
<laughs> You're so. such a weirdo. <laughs> Super weird. Uh, I think I think we should note that there have been rumors about him leaving. I mean, in addition to everyone knowing uh, that sk- skateboarding shoes uh, that are not manufactured by major athletic shoe companies um, are, uh, if not doomed, then at least endangered. Uh, in addition to that, there's been talk about Reynolds leaving uh, for a long time. Uh, yeah, and I'm, Adidas. Yeah, it was, Adidas was the rumor for a real long time, and that actually like pissed me off. I don't know why. Like a year ago, when that rumor was around, I got real heated. I was like, "Fuck the, you!" Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was one of those things you get invested in. You're not totally it's, sure. Yeah, why. yeah. It's funny. Like Adidas feels real sporty, right? And mm-hmm. you just I don't know why, but I could never see Reynolds riding for them either. Was yeah. it just related to Stella? Uh, yeah. maybe, maybe no, because I think it was actually before she was even on. I don't know where. I don't know where the rumor came from. I mean, it was probably based on totally nothing. Or maybe they made him an offer. Um, but yeah, I will say that Vans is by far the best option for him to go to. And that actually watching him wear Vans for the last week has been a total joy for me. Can I say, mm-hmm. can I say, Andrew, welcome if to you're the listening, team. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you're skating in the chunky Kyle Walker. He's yet, never going to wear a, a fucking slip on. Andrew Reynolds there, will not <laughs> skate. He, he never skated the America Wino. You, you it know, has structure. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. It's an no, it's an incredible no. product. The Van Slip On Pro. Can I just say, give the show money? Jesus. <laughs> no offense. Now, to now Kyle we're Walker. all sponsored by Vans. No offense to Kyle Walker, but when when Reynolds was answering comments on Instagram and he's like, "I'm skating in the Kyle Walker shoe," I was like, "This Come fucking on. world is flipped upside down." God damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you were yeah, like right. I know it takes like two years to like produce a shoe, but they should have started that in like 2017. <laughs> yeah, it's like the uh, Super Bowl shirts, like when they're anti- <laughs> they like make both teams. There, there's yeah. Adidas, Adidas and Nike Reynolds out there that they just ship out. Yes. Oh, I would oh imagine God. that Vans out of those companies, Vans is probably the only one who will give them a pro model, right? Like Nike wouldn't do it. Adidas doesn't really do pro models. They're canceling yeah. the suture. Oh, he'd have such a cool Reynolds colorway. I hope right. they just remake the uh, Reynolds one. That's just me. Yeah. Um, I love that shoe. Do, do, do you, you guys hate this thing when you're trying to track down rumors with like your industry friends and they play kind of coy where you're like, you know, I, I text my friends at work at Vans. I go, hey, man, has... Uh, has Reynolds been by the office lately? And they're like, man, that would be really cool. And you're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Tell it to me straight. <laughs> I don't they, have that problem. Neil, but they know sounds... you're a journalist, right? I mean, they know you work for Thrasher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, hard hardcore journalist. I just make a post on the site. Andrew Reynolds, uh, he rides van shoes. It's just one sentence. <laughs> Sneaking uh, into the back of the magazine. <laughs> Ryan, you, you had some thoughts about Reynolds, right? I mean, were, were you affected by this? Did it did it touch you in any way? Yeah, Soltech Bros. Uh, no, I mean, I, I I feel like I I've seen it coming in the same way that. You know, all of the, if you're like a, a major skater like Andrew Reynolds and you ride for, again, like not Vans, Adidas, Converse, Nike, like it, it kind of feels like not not if, but when. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure what's going on over there. Like I don't, I don't, I don't ask around too much, but uh, my thought is that they're probably in a bit of a bind where they've got these legendary pro skaters that are and I hope that no one's upset with me for saying this, but this is just my thought is that you've got these legendary pros who made a lot of money during the heyday of 
when the small shoe brands were the top dogs, like when Soltech was the, you know, the highest earning shoe company. And you can't give those guys a pay cut, right? Because you yeah. can't give Andrew Reynolds a pay cut. So then you're left with a shrinking brand that is still sustainable because I think the brands at Soltech are still sustainable. But what do you do in that situation? You know, it's like yeah. you probably have got guys that are kind of hemorrhaging your budget and then they're, you can't put on new people, new skaters. Um, I don't know. It's probably a tough situation to be in. But I would say that I don't think that America is done in the way that like people people take it as kind of a symbolic gesture that it's done. But, you know, they just put yeah. on Winkowski. Winkowski's really exciting. He's probably making a you know, hopefully good money, but probably a fraction of what Reynolds was making, right? I mean, that's an interesting idea that like maybe, maybe the model it, it will turn into that. And this is how it's kind of in practice been that the the minor shoe companies, the quote unquote, like core skate shoe companies end up being like the sort of minor leagues, right? Like it's a development league. It's where you start. It's where, you know, someone's new and upcoming and you flow Lakai or you get americas or you skate s um you're saying they're going to be the powell of footwear <laughs> well oh, yeah. i mean they can't afford, say or they're the, they or they're the place where you twilight Kyle. anyone what they deserve to be paid right i mean that that's it um i don't know i mean the problem okay. with that is that nike can just give shoes to everyone right i mean they can just give shoes to everyone i give think, them with I the think, concept Chris, of photo i, I have heard <laughs> chris this. <did>. <laughs> <laughs> chris gets to oh, fucking like sled, a sled of shoes show up at oh, her front door and gosh. she's like oh, right, nike can just give shoes to anybody when nike drops off the fucking <laughs> shoes they leave the dolly too they're like fuck it we don't need it to leave Dude, it leave when the, the guy fucking van at my house like, because I live upstairs, this poor bastard lugged this massive box, like unnecessarily large box of shoes. Literally was like, here. <laughs> Please fucking God, take these shoes. And you just look down, his work boots are like all blasted out and he's like fucking slaving for like twelve seventy five at Amazon. What? It was FedEx at least. Or maybe UPS, Union. I don't know. I hope. Yeah, Anyways. that's pretty good. I guess um, I just keep trying also, to figure out, like, is it sad? Is there anything actually sad about this? And I don't think it's sad. Well, okay, so this is the bind that they find themselves in, is that, like, they can't lose Reynolds, but they can't keep paying him. You know what I mean? That's yeah. probably the bind they find themselves in with those types of skaters, which right. is, like, they're, like, outsized influence. They could go ride for a bigger brand and make way more money. And I would disagree with you in that, like, I do think that brands like, I, I can't speak for the other shoe companies, but like a, a company like Soltech, they can pay people like maybe a living wage and you know, you'll just, <laughs> you're not going to be making 10, 20, 30 grand a month like you would on maybe like a, right. a major shoe brand. But there's lots of interesting, like Eric Winkowski is a really good example, like super awesome skater, like has a big cult following. He actually is like a, like super sick and interesting and i mean he's i think vans passed on him and so now he has like a place in america and i think probably between that and and santa cruz and whatever else he's got going on he's making a living skating yeah yeah also i was wondering if they're they 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 kind of botched the strategy but i i imagined um that they were they were going to start uh sponsoring scandinavians to save money because they don't have to pay him for health for health insurance uh like with kevin <laughs> bockle <laughs> 
and that's uh, one guy that needs it. Yeah, but, but then, the exchange but then, rate, man, you get they. It's worth nothing. Th- yeah, then I shipping? realized they. The shipping plus they got the rights to that Dark Throne song, so you know. I think think a lot of black metal fans out there. Okay, cool. I think it's definitely your cuts are a little too deep, sir. (laughs) Sorry, twenty twenty years was really good for everyone, right? Like a lot of things, you know, you celebrate twenty years together, and then it's like amicable, split up, like please, you know, go do your thing, and you know, like you said, clear up some room for America to actually have some sort of leeway to try some new things and bring some people on. And who they bring on, like Dakota Servald, right away. Yeah, they did bring on to go to Servald, who I have actually argued is totally on a tear right now. So uh, did you see that meme that Grant Yancira put up, which was a giant leaking aquarium with a hole splewing out water and they just smack <laughs> a sticker to try to cover it over and the sticker said Servald <laughs> or and the water rushing out was called Reynolds leaving, which was just an amazing uh, visual by by Grant. Grant strikes again. Um, yeah. Amazing. Ryan, you had a point about this, which was everyone was like, man, it'd be so sick if Reynolds did this or he made a bunch of money on that. And you were saying that actually, do you want to talk about that? Where you said maybe it actually would be better if Reynolds didn't ride for people's shoes. Yeah, like didn't take a sponsorship, which would be like the sickest move. Uh, I don't, you know, you got to be incredibly like privileged and comfortable to be able to do that. But I think that that was you know, like my dream scenario was, which is just like, yeah, I don't want to be sponsored. I just want to ride for Baker because Baker's sick and it's my company and I'm just going to do my own thing. Yeah. Wear whatever, whatever size Aldo he wants. (laughs) (laughs) What would be the funniest shoes for Reynolds to wear? Uh, I don't know. Dude, what about like clogs? <laughs> well, there were Dude, Reynolds. There were, there no, were rumors about him. Crocs. There Dude. were rumors about him riding for Jumpman, and I thought that that would be really like funny and weird because I, I don't even really know exactly. Is. It's like a branch of Jordan, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a yeah. and Jordan it's a is a branch of Nike. Brand. So yeah. what the fuck are we even talking about? Yeah, Brianna King rides for Jordans. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, she's but only. We were, when we were she's at Pushing Borders, pictures. that was the talk: was that Reynolds was going to ride for Jumpman, which I believe that rumor. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see Vans coming. Honestly, I don't know. I'm a dumbass, but <laughs> I I thought he would go for Jumpman. I mean, he's like a dad. It's like Stella. Like she's gonna want to go to college. Maybe who knows? You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he watched Jeff Rowley fly off of a, a ten foot hubba to break his fucking uh, shoulder bone, and was like, "Yeah, I want to do that." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if he puts out one more uh, rally style part, you know, just like a diminished shell of his former self, I'll take it. Did you guys I, see that Clive Dixon nose blunt, nose blunt slid the uh, staple center ledge, the giant no, hubba? No, and I have a message see. for Clive Dixon. Yeah, you have a look dude. of disgust on your face, Kyle. Dude. I mean, it, dude, it's Clive Dixon. I, I, I don't know what to say. Like, I'm not dude, super stoked on the I, footage, but the photo was like he did it. What was that photo in? Uh, I don't Thrasher. know. It's, I know Atiba. Atiba, Atiba took it, it and like blew it out and just like put it on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's in the new issue, um, which has an amazing cover. Um, what other good things should I say about Thrasher? Quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, don't fucking, we love the, bal- the balance of self-censorship on this show, Ted? Yeah. Um, At least we're self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give that um, to us. The, uh, I need to talk to Clive Dixon because, one, he's from Oklahoma. <laughs> Two, I'm like... 
I'm like, dude, I mean, you're just giving it. Like, you're just giving it your fucking all. I need to talk to him and I need to talk to Sasha daily. Like, dudes, like, you are so unbelievably, unfathomably gnarly. We all know that. Like, yeah. you don't have to show us anymore. You've already done the gnarliest shit we could imagine. I get it. You Nolly knows one at El Toro after you had, like, board slid from two water towers. You risk your <laughs> life to show how gnarly you are. I completely believe you. I don't think you're joking. I think you are so gnarly. But, like, you can also chill, my man. Like... I, th I think like you're just gonna get some birdhouse boards and like a dollar fifty a board and that's like pretty sick God, it's so fucking heartbreaking when I think about the situation for so many skaters out there like like Clive and Sasha Daly that are just uh, Clive Dixon's a really good example because he is just unspeakably gnarly and yes Like he's getting covers of magazines and is probably not making much money off skateboarding No, yeah, and yeah. Dude, imagine a 20-year career of Clive Dixon. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's a pretty good segue into this Tyler Surrey part, who is a... Uh, Who's had like a 20-year career? How old is that yeah, fucking guy? He's kind of like, I feel like criminally underrated, but also has is now kind of like finally having like a little, uh, not a he's resurgence, like but a... Underground ledge? Sort yeah, of? yeah, yeah. He's kind of having his moment. SD has a weird uh, sort of cred that I feel like LA dudes don't get or like or, or like maybe like I don't know what it is but like San Diego for some reason like has some like swag and pull like where if I don't know like you can be like an underground SD loke and like it's got like some you know it's got some weight to it have you guys spent any time in San Diego I don't want to beat a drum right here but I uh... Alex, it's have, you so ever, boring. have you spent time in San Diego? <laughs> yeah, I like don't like San Diego, honestly. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. I'm from LA, so whatever. Yeah. Right. Forgive me. I mean, I think Tyler Surrey is by far and away, hands down, uh, with no competition, the greatest thing to come out of San Diego. No! Oh, Marky Numbers actually no. is the greatest oh. skater to come That's out of San Diego. But a lot of, a lot of people truth. forget about, they only think of like the tactical manual skate mafia version of San Diego, but okay. there's also like the, the Dago kids and uh, Winkowski and Marky Numbers and all them. Yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, uh, Peter Smolik. No. Um, uh Shit, I don't know where a bunch of people are from, but there's been this conversation about Wes Kramer, Tyler Surrey, because like you always kind of like put them side by side. Um, and it seems like amongst the underground, people are shifting to thinking that as if there's like, you know, we kind of have to make these arbitrary con <laughs> yeah, this is so competitions. Fucking and stupid. It's not fucking <laughs> dumb uh, because, well, maybe it's dumb. I mean, most skate talk's dumb, but all right, fuck it. I'll drop it. <laughs> No, it's fine. Finish. What, uh, what? Yeah. What do we? What do we think of the part? I watched it one time, and yeah. I don't know, man. Fool's good. Respect. <laughs> I think uh, that it's a good part because you're seeing somebody that's a good skateboarder, like finding a groove in their environment. Like this whole expat thing with Tyler Surrey, he, yeah. he fits in well in the spots there. Like. And he has a good approach. You can tell he's seeing it through fresh eyes, albeit yeah. San Diego fresh eyes. But he's <laughs> he's he's approaching it well. I don't know. It's 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 ripping. Yeah, it yeah. And never been done over the the switch big flip over the bump to thing at the end. Yeah, that was fucking. I mean, bananas. I don't know. 
I was hyped yeah. on the tricks over the that uh, wall ride thing. Like, I don't know. I just remember yeah. going to that in Barcelona being like, ooh, this is a fun wall ride. And then I'm like, oh my God, there's, I didn't even realize that was possible. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cab flip over the gap between that, was, that thing. That was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right yeah. when you think it's a wall ride, but they just skate it like a, a, <laughs> like a, a gap with a, that's a, a bank. <laughs> yeah, that was sick. I just, uh, I thought he was, for some reason, I have a terrible taste in my mouth from Tyler Surrey from his early career because like he was like, a barracks dude and then he was like i think he had a swim shorts phase i could be wrong i think he had a swim shorts phase though and i was super over it uh and then uh he did that switch flip in that new part and he skated to that frank zappa song that was in an old arizona video so that was actually pretty dope and i'm on i'm on with it now yeah big fan um yeah just don't go back to swim shorts did we lose right, kyle? we lost we did lose kyle uh, I don't know where Kyle's he went. Taking, he's taking care of his doggy. I was gonna say when 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 the old dog needs a uh, needs a little snack, it needs a little snack. What do we have? Do we want to wait for him? What do we want to do? I just want to talk about how Street League is my trash TV, my guilty pleasure. Yes, <laughs> it, that's so funny. I like while, that. While you were watching The Bachelorette. Okay. Yeah, um, I, we were joking the other day that yes, yeah, at least at like my house, I live with three other dudes. It's like Street League is just game day now, and yeah. you're just that's how you settle, grow into becoming your dad. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get over to the house. We're gonna, game we're, day. We're, we're I have it on my calendar. Play. Yeah, we got some hard kombucha, and uh, <laughs> we got the league up on TV. Oh my god! Yeah, I like. I woke that. up at like nine a.m. or whatever, and then like I woke up Shari because she's staying at my house with Ollie, and we like, you know, like the men are still sleeping. Me and Shari are like watching my iPhone. Like, oh, she gonna crook the rail. Oh, like, oh, everybody gonna crook the rail. Like, we were like, <laughs> yeah. But I had a real proud moment. Okay, the, all the skaters were out there. You know, the top ten or eight or whatever the fuck, and yeah. the camera pans over. And not one pair of jeggings. We've come a long <laughs> way. way. 2019. Are those jogger leggings? 2019. No more jeggings. Do you need a definition, sir? Yeah, I think I do. Wait, jean leggings or yeah, mm. hook me up. Yeah, so jeggings are jean leggings. Okay, so they are <laughs> jeans, denim, if you will. Sometimes could be cream colored, khaki. You know, they come in black, you know, brown, whatever you want, blue. Yeah, distressed okay. denim. Distressed, sometimes with holes. Mm -hmm. Definitely no pockets. The pockets, no pockets, no pockets, because women <laughs> do not have any belongings. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, there was a popular. There was a there was a solid ten year period where most women on a skateboard were in some type of jegging type of vibe, and you know, out on the street league course, it was all cargos and freaking warm up pants, and I couldn't be more proud. We Something arrived. Like, uh, so, something that signals like that they're like taking it fucking serious now with the uh with the cargo right tactical yeah tactical <laughs> it could be a fucking compass in there who knows <laughs> I, I, I a compass pretty... and a calculator so you know your scores for streaming <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. she just got a 6.8 for backlipping the rail okay i got okay okay good okay so Crooks, i should backlip the rail as well okay 6.8 and then i got my points <laughs> they have to do math I was gonna say they, they really, there really are coaches out there, right? That like tell yeah. them what tricks in their, that are yeah, in their bag to do. Out there My now. favorite coach is Mimi Noop because Mimi Noop just stands on the sideline and she just kind of smiles and goes, "Yep, yep, 
You got that score? Yeah. Good. You got and then that she like, score. And then she like smiles at the skaters and she's like, yeah, cool. And she's just watching the contest like, and every other coach is like in their face, like talking to them and they have their hand over their mouth, like they're NFL coaches, like trying not to, yeah. so nobody reads their lips. I mean, yeah, he's yeah. just Cause, like. Because the other skaters have definitely found out their like incredibly intricate, like secret language that they've like worked out together. Yeah. There's like, tactics there, but me, but Mimi's just kind of like, yeah, this is good. This is some good skateboarding. Hey. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I'm going to call back feebles, forward laterals. The other people won't know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Break. I feel, uh, did we lose Kristen? Oh, no, there no, she Kristen's is. Kristen's here. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like watching a game of skate, though, like women's street league. Yeah, I feel pretty ignorant about contest skating in general, but is it me or is like women's, like the contest the women's contest circuit is just like evolving monthly it feels oh, like yeah. because there was like no one like, in the final that like was in it a couple years ago like yeah. i think Letitia's hurt but like yeah i think maybe alexis is the only maybe mariah alexis, I don't know. alexis, alexis know is the only one that's been consistently there and alexis is like remember me from peter uh, pj lad's wonderful horrible <laughs> life like still 12 here. years ago yeah, <laughs> yeah still here no, still dude, alexis longer, longer fucking longer smoked. than everybody yeah. Yeah, she's like, literally a whole put other... that part out like seventeen years ago or something crazy. God. Yeah. yeah Can we that's confirm right. that Time she flies. got f- fucking hucked to the ground at this street league? Is that true? Yeah. She like hung up trying to lip slide Did you see the that rail. Lip slide? Yeah. Yeah. What it was it? She was trying to lip or is Smith? I, I don't know. But she like maybe she a Smith. Yeah. What we call the Smith thing, where your back truck doesn't quite make it up on top of the rail, so then you plant your back foot or you like sack or whatever, like um. All right, cervex. I'm not cervex. Yep. If you're female and you do that on a rail, cervex. You just have a vagina and you do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it sucked. The slam looked like it fucking sucked. You know who so, didn't slam on a lip side? It's fucking Pamela Rosa, who fucking gapped. Like I saw her like pushing hella giant. hard, and I like got PTSD. I was like, oh my god, no, girl, you didn't see Letitia do this. Do 2016. <laughs> she fucking it was a slam heard around the world, but she fucking nailed it. It was crazy. I yeah. feel like I don't know who that is. Kristen, can you give me some background? Okay, pa- Pamela Rosa has been like fucking up the contest circuit this last year. Like her and Aori, I'd say both of them for street skating mm-hmm. are just like killing it. She really knows how to skate a contest and like step it up at the last minute. She like knows the format super good. Um, she's Brazilian. Um, so yeah, like she's just sick. She came out to WAF one year. Yeah, she, but uh, Alex recently uh, noticed a pants change with her in particular. <laughs> I think it's the number one reason she's been, been so successful this year. She went from the jeggings and now she's wearing like loose fitting, probably I'd say like, you know, straight mid waist, uh, looser at the cuff, like regular Dickies pants. kind of, you know. yeah, yeah, Chinos, like like a little tighter, you know, but Dickies, but she's rip, she's ripping in them. Wow, yeah, she's. I'm looking at her Instagram right now. That lip slide was unreal. Yeah, it was like yeah, it's it was like giant. it is like a, a real housewives. Like I get so wrapped up into those um, the trick exchanges on Street League, especially in the women's contest, that I'm just like, oh no, she didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the best. It's crazy. This I was fucking... just, she's going down. Like there's no way yeah. she's gonna make this gap to lip slide. Oh my god! Like I was literally, sh- I almost cried. Speaking of crying, yeah. I almost cried. <laughs> cool glasses too. Did Did you see that in kid? Glasses. He fucking tried to do that gap to rail, and it's so fucking slick on top. He he kicked his board out, tried to plant both his feet on top, but he slipped out like a fucking, like it was like he was soap grinding the thing. Oh man! And he fucking just went upright to straight like sideways body landed on the concrete. 
So high stakes on that fucking rail. Yeah, it was a massive course. And can anybody tell me what Uto did? What is that trick? A nollie yeah. frontside 180. Instead of going nollie nose blunt, you go over to like switch 5 and yeah. then come back. And then he lands in the, the exact moment all four wheels of his skateboard hit the ground. The entire audience goes to sleep immediately. It's crazy. <laughs> so it's fucking miraculous. That is deeply untrue, man. That trick is uh, sick. I, yeah, intimate moment, but I... I learned that trick like a couple years ago and tried really hard on a bunch of big rails to do it. And my friends were like, you got to do it before someone else does it. And now it's Yuto's trick. So shout to Yuto. Yeah, yeah it's fine. It'd be yep. so Ryan, sicker. Ryan. It'd be so much sicker to see you do it, Ryan. What'd you do? Did you do it in two nose grinds? I can still live in Yuto's shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, who's, who's old white Yuto? Oh, that's Ryan Lay. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right. Well, I don't know. Is there anything else we wanted to cover tonight? We we got to we got to burn some shit down. I mean, I got one thing. I I think it's fucked up that Alex Olson doesn't have any clips of the nine one seven video. So if I could funeral pyre Alex Olson not having a single clip in his own company's video, that's what I would like to pyre because that's fucked up. Because all we want to see, Alex, is you pushing through Manhattan. Just push through Manhattan. Do some slappies. Do a no comply. Push through Copenhagen even. Put your hair behind your ear. Look great. That's all we're looking for, man. Just do it. Yeah. I yeah. I agree. Also, when I saw him in Copenhagen, I was just like, oh, cool. There's there's Yalte Halberg. I'll buy his board in three weeks. Also, who's that rando Euro dude who's like kind of got like vintage hippie vibes? And then I was like, saw him skate. I go, that is Alex Olsen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Looking exactly like Jazz Lieb. Looked a lot like Jazz Lee. Yeah, yeah. All right. You guys got shit? Are, are, we, are, uh, are we locked down? We don't, we don't have to burn Ted, everything you go. down. I don't... Um, Trans World Magazine. They're the fucking worst. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I love old beef. Yeah. Uh, me? Uh, fucking uh, Oceanside Mags? No. Um, no, I don't. Uh, I don't have a lot of skate stuff other than my my knee problems have come back it is terrible it's not oh, no. about skate media um yeah i have this issue where the cartilage on my front knee from parking cars just likes to get swollen every now and then it's kind of like a it feels like arthritis but it's not the bone it's the cartilage anyways it's all swollen and i have to skate in 30 minutes and like i'm not gonna skate and not you know go so it hurts a lot and it's bullshit. And if anybody has any better ideas than uh, eating 800 milligrams of ibuprofen three times a day for three days out of the week, I'd like to know. Uh, I have some suggestions. Okay. Is it turmeric? Because I... No, but CBD. Have you tried Have you tried CBD? a Theragun and CBD? <laughs> oh, also capitalism's <laughs> on the pyre. I'm not a fan. Do you well, foam roll, Ted? I do. Yeah, the IT band. No, you can't foam roll the IT. This is the thing about foam roll. You can't actually reach the IT band. That's the thing. It hurts really bad to foam roll the IT band, but you're not actually reaching the band itself. So I it do doesn't the outside do any good. of my thigh, Kyle. Yeah. Well, what you <laughs> let me suggest, perhaps, as someone with chronic knee pain, that um, maybe if you're working the the leg around the knee, you might feel some relief because everything will loosen up around the knee, and the knee won't have to work so hard. Just a thought. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, maybe just, can you describe a little bit more where the knee pain is? It's in, it's in the front by the patella. Okay. It's basically... To the left or the right or right in the middle? 
Uh, it's it's the very top of my kneecap. It's the cartilage that's on the backside of my kneecap. So it, it literally feels like it's patella pain, but it's actually um, mm. it's actually pain from inside the joint between the um, between the kneecap and the femur. Mm. Okay. Anyways, so it, we'll get to it later. Just no, that's that's a good one. That because that reminds me of uh, something I wanted to pyre, which is just equipment to go skateboarding. So through, <laughs> yeah, fucking. Three years um, ago, I partially tore my ACL. The doctor basically told me like, hey, you need to just go through physical therapy and here's this giant fucking carbon fiber knee brace for you to wear under your yeah. pants or over, you could wear it over your pants, but kind of frightens people. Um, and he's like, you'll, you'll tear your ACL completely eventually and uh, you'll just get surgery on it. And it's just been three years now. And between that, high tops, uh, which are the shoes that I skate for Metney's and having to put contacts in, it feels like I'm like going to fucking play hockey every time I go skate. <laughs> and I just, yeah, I know that that's not a cathartic one for the listeners out there. It's just like a personal pyre, but I fucking hate it. Um, and, and there's probably people out there who can relate. The bag, the backpack, the tool, the fucking, yeah, I feel the same way about just like making yeah. sure I have all my sh- if, if Cause if you go to work, I got to have my board, my fucking tool, you know, it's like my lunch, a- my extra pair of underwear, my extra bra. Yeah. Fuck dude. Extra my shirt is crucial. <laughs> extra shirt is <laughs> crucial to work. Seattle. No, yeah. I do. I know you do. She actually does. Dude, yeah, I, like, <laughs> you think I'm joking, but honestly, after a skate session, okay, check this out, people. After a skate session, your feet are disgusting. They're sweaty. They're warm, right? Do not keep your feet in those fucking prisons, okay? Slip on pros. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slip on pros, a gay prison. Um, get your feet out of there and put your feet into some nice Birkenstocks or Crocs sandals of your choice where your feet can breathe. Air them out. Air them out. Yeah. Take care of yourself. Honestly, that's what I'm hiring. People that don't take care of themselves. I hear people complaining about their bodies and things like that. And most likely, if you're complaining about your body and your skateboarder, most likely you're super able bodied. Um, and you just got to learn how to take care of yourself. Um, yeah, so whatever your regiment is share that online some people think it's kind of corny but i don't know no, I, I, share, I really I, I really love I, seeing that you know i shared yeah. a stretch routine that someone uh my friend amanda hunt wrote for me and uh, like people loved it i was like wow okay all right there's a lot of there's a big appetite out there for this stuff um but yeah Yet for when me, i share like my self-care the- candy routine people think that that's just a crazy uh pathway to diabetes <laughs> <laughs> i don't get this <laughs> IT um, band. Oh, right, I bought now, four boxes of candy when we were street skating the other night, and I was like feeling really self conscious. I was like, "That's for the week," <laughs> and then I ate every box on the session. <laughs> That's good though. It's like good to retreat to like little kid mode. That's kind of how I feel like skating parks again a lot. Is just like ah fuck it. Like I'm just gonna go skate a, like a ton and yeah, eat garbage. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I fuck with like a Slurpee and, you know, some Sour Patch Kids here and there. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. I eat Taco Bell pretty regularly. Like, I guess I don't want to come across really like pompous or something. Like, I'm not like, I don't know. I'm not that obsessed with my health. Taco Bell is the food of the working class. I've said it before. You can eat pretty good there, honestly. You get anything Fresco style, just say Fresca. They'll take the cheese and the sour cream off, which is pretty dope. So basically making your vegan meal for you, which is cool. Yeah, fuck yeah. I respect it. We got anything else? Alex? Alex. I don't know if it's a pyre, but my kids have started watching online YouTuber skateboarders. 
Uh, oh yeah! Oh, revive they're, they're, and Braille like now they're, they're, are playing all the time in my revive? house, and they are getting an idea of what skateboarding is from these super wholesome dude. Well, Braille guy, I don't know about this, but the Revive guy seems super wholesome. I was gonna say, and he's always revive, bringing his son Braille. along. Yeah, Revive is what the kids, my kids, are watching. Well, there are some alleged. I mean, can we say that there are some? There are some. It's not alleged. It's for real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so uh, my pyre, actually, my real pyre is for Jason Semmel, a.k.a. Fetty Potter. Okay, so the mom says, Last Wednesday, our neighbor saw my 14-year-old daughter leave our house with a grown man while her father and I were at work. She was supposed to be at home with her grandma doing online high school, so they called um, her father at work and alerted him. He went straight home, and of course, she was gone. Sometime around 5 p.m., she pulled up with Jason Semmel, a.k.a. Fetty Potter, who works as a professional skateboarder for Braille Skate. He's 26 years old. Jason told the officers that he met her that day and all they did was take a walk in the park and talk and was under the impression that she was 20 years old. Being 14, full of hormones and confused into thinking she was in love, my daughter also lied to the police and told them she was older and that her and Jason were simply friends who had just met to talk at the park. The last few days, however, have revealed plenty of digital evidence to convince me otherwise and now I know Jason was lying. Last night, my daughter finally got the courage to be honest and revealed to me that Jason and her indeed had been in a romantic relationship for weeks and had met up numerous times, both during the day and night while her father and I slept. She didn't tell the police on Wednesday because she was scared and didn't want Jason to get in trouble or be mad at her or not like her anymore. He never cared about her age because he never thought anyone would find out about them. The bottom line is he's is this 26-year-old man has been lying, sneaking around, picking up minors without their parents' knowledge or consent, and giving a lot more than just hickeys to a 14-year-old child. This is disgusting and absolutely unacceptable. And like I've said since the first day, I will not be silenced to anyone so that this sicko can go and do this to someone else's baby. And then she shares, like, multiple screenshots and, like, conversations between Fetty and the young person and all that stuff. So, again, 26-year-old fool from Braille, Fetty Potter, you're trash. Like you need help, bro. Dark. Yeah. Um. So Braille and Revive or Pyre, Alex. Well, I don't but know about I Revive. Revive. I just <laughs> I said my kids are watching it all the time, and like I don't know these dudes. I kind of like John Hill. Is that the Revive guy? Yeah. Uh, some. Of, yeah, he's from South Carolina. He lives in New York. He like he he. It's not Andy Schrock. He's just rides for Revive. He's just one uh. of their pros, and he's he's fun. Andy Schrock is kind of just dorky he's he's fine i think from what i know i've only seen a couple videos yeah i'm just like literally asking what you guys think because i'm letting my kids watch it i mean i think the general concept of um because like in order to get into skateboarding right there's so many barriers to entry like people can make fun of at the skate park or the bros at the skate shop could be like unwelcoming so i think braille and like revive have found this niche of like reaching young people through youtube which is like very comfortable um you know it's individual like you don't you know, it's good for kids that are shy or whatever. And so I think it's like kind of cool in that regard. Um, I definitely don't think it's cool if it's how abusers are meeting underage people, but that's my <laughs> train of thought. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, like skateboarding, this is what you get when you're, you know, fucking unwelcoming and not inclusive is that, you know, kooks like this or strangle holding, you know, the market in a way. But I mean, it's accessibility to skateboarding, which I think is cool. But well, I was going to say million million dollar idea I've been thinking about that uh, I'll just throw it out there is that a, a person who's in like our mainstream world of skateboarding needs to start a YouTube channel 
and make it accessible to little kids, but everyone is too cool to do it. <laughs> it's funny, and I just it think seems that like way too much. Somebody work could do it too. It, it seems is, like yeah, so it is much a lot of work. work. Well, it's a big investment too. That's the other thing is like you have to like fully immerse yourself your whole in, life in vulnerability and transparency. But I think that um, if yeah, if someone wanted to pick that up, there's a lot of opportunity there. I've been thinking about doing it because after this scenario happened, I'm like, well, they're going down. Um, and just like the experience that I've had personally learning things, I personally don't think anything ever comes to me easy in skateboarding. And so I feel like with people that are maybe struggle to learn or learn slower, like I could help explain that in some kind of way. But I don't know. Like, I think somebody that's like really famous would be great. You should do it, Ryan. <laughs> you said somebody really famous. <laughs> you're, Kristen, you're really Kristen famous is, compared what? to me. It's, yeah, Kristen, you're way of, fam- in, more famous in, than me. Instead of us going to grad school White together, Uto's let's start, YouTube channel. Instead of us going to grad school together, let's uh, start a YouTube together. For no, the next fool. Two let's years. go to grad school with the money we earn from monetizing a YouTube channel. There we go. All right. Uh, Throw a like that- in the comments. Subscribe. Hit the bell. My kids literally like run around the house saying that. <laughs> saying like and subscribe. They say like hit that subscribe button. All right, guys. And they like and they like emulate the cadence of these um, YouTubers and like in their own games. I love that you're just basically fishing for us to be like, yeah, you totally are entitled <laughs> to stop them from doing that. Like, yes, Alex, you could totally turn that off. Wait, does this mean that they're past the baby shark phase? No, that too. Okay. Oh, um, uh, that's wait, funny. do you know about baby shark? No, no, no. I've, I've, I've managed to never hear it. I've never heard that or the frozen song. I've, <laughs> You've I've, never heard the frozen song? Look, man, no. I don't know the frozen song either. All right, uh, just let it go. On my drive over here, I was listening I to the... Ra- <laughs> he said, let it go. Fuck you guys. <laughs> on my drive over here, on the radio, they were announcing a Baby Shark concert that was coming to Phoenix that you could buy tickets for. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Dude. Like, what is going on? So, because I park cars for a living, or have for many years they if there is a car seat you will hear let it go or baby shark there's no way around it there's no fucking way like i know that the past is just the past uh i know that um there's also a grandma shark to do to do do there's also a grandpa shark to do to do do it's oh and there's also guns in every car here just so you know so people are leaving Jesus. it rolling? They leave the music on. Okay, I'm just making sure they're in. not leaving the child. Sometimes that too. I crack the windows though. Are All you right. joking? How did, how, did, how did the switch front nose go for everybody? I'm still boycotting it. Yeah, I was going to say, we're missing a few. <sighs> Kyle, have you done it? Um, no, what I try, well, I mean, I could tell you a, a, a long thing about it, but it really boils down to like, no, I haven't done it. I fell real hard. Kyle's I, like, here's my 1500 word essay on why I opted I mean, out of doing really this with side uh, <laughs> It's actually just that I haven't gone to the Wilson Park. Like Ryan, Ryan's totally right. I should do it on the curb on the top of the Mellow yeah. Bank at the Wilson Park and it'll be fine. And uh, I yeah, just haven't gone. Put, so put, the, parking, weekend, put right? the parking block there like Scott Gall and oh, do a switch front nose slide Scott to backlit down the curb. Scott Gall. Can we get him on? Can I do an interview with Scott yeah. Gall? You should would, do an interview would, with Scott Gall. Anybody, actually, anybody but Fred Gall, I'm cool. Kristen, oh. you're setting the trick challenge this week. What do you got? Half cab nose manual. What? <laughs> 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 
Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Right. And for you need a pro level challenge too, because we're doing those still. That's the pro level one. I don't know. I'm just joking. No, uh, no, do a I'll switch. Oh, let's do let's do Marty Marty Murawski half cab heel nose manual. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That was Try a Marty it. trick. Well, yeah, it's a it's the pro level challenge. So okay, half cab nose manual to fakie or to regular do whatever. Just get out of it. Yeah. Just get out, just get just out, get out, out of it there. and move just, on just, with your life as soon as you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. All right. I love you all. I'm gonna go skate. Okay. I love Sweet. you too. Bye. I'm gonna go right. skate too. Bye guys. Bye bye. Sorry Thank about you. my dog, y'all. Bye. No, no, sorry. <laughs> Credits music in this episode by Alana Brine, I L A N A dot B R Y N E on Instagram or naive tracks dot bandcamp dot com. That's tracks with an X. Logo design and graphic design by Michael Warfel. And we uh, will be back next week. No more travel. Mm-hmm.